You're listening to the podcast for grain merchandisers by grain merchandisers. Join us in our good humored attempt to serve as a voice of reason in an industry fraught with misconceptions and half truths. And now, from deep in America's heartland, this is the Elevator's Cut. Hello, and welcome back to another fine episode of The Elevator's Cut. I am one of your hosts, Roger Gaddis. And I am your other host, Jason Wheeler. And the board today says, I looked up there at first, I thought it said full basis episode, and I had some deja vu, but it says fall basis episode. That's right. It's We're getting through harvest. Most of the country is trying to wrap up the harvest that has taken forever with the delayed planting and on and on it's it's uh it's been quite a quite a challenge this year but uh thanks to mother nature and snows and all sorts of things we're we're uh we're finally gonna get there soon i hope so what is happening with with bases the world of bases in general uh, across north america right now with corn and beans let's, let's focus on those two because no one really cares about wheat anymore uh, so corn and bean basis, what's happening? Uh, we'll just kind of dig into it a little bit because while, you know, one one crop uh, has got people thinking one way and the other crop's got people thinking the other way, and we'll kind of explain just what I'm talking about as we go through the episode today. Yeah, th- this is a podcast, of course. Our, our first first focus is the elevator and grain merchandising and that sort of thing, and and uh, we've, we've had a few episodes where we We've gone off more into the origination and and that sort of thing, which is all all well and good, all part of it. But today we wanted to focus on on uh, on basis strategies for this year and general outlook and and what's gone on. And and we've had a as as Roger alluded to a, a different sort of year. You know, everybody says, "Oh, what's normal anymore?" and all that. That's a fun thing to say. Over, over. I Roger says it all the time. I say, "Okay, boomer." <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, he, <laughs> I don't know, we, we were uh, joking about that. So anyways, we've got uh, the last few years of history for a few different markets I, I pulled up. And in general, with, with corn, what we've seen is a lot higher than normal harvest basis in most places. And of course, that makes sense in the areas where you've ha- you've been hit with the prevent plant acres, a lot of those, and, and had real trouble getting it in. You have some real yield drag. So you're like, okay, the normal demand is still there, but I didn't produce the bushels. Uh, so so it makes sense from that standpoint, but we, we've seen it in every area. And so even the areas of the country that, that did make a good crop, or there were plenty of... You know, I know you didn't read about it much on the on Twitter or Facebook. Not on Facebook for sure. <laughs> Not on Green Market Discussion page, but they did have some have some places that that raised real good crops, and even those places are having higher than normal basis. And so we want to for corn anyway. So we want to talk about why and all that. Yeah. So you know, you say it higher than normal basis, uh, and and to to dig into that. Um, phrase a little more it's it's higher than normal <clears throat> basis for this time of year specifically and in, in some cases it's it's historical highs all around or, or you know was close to it but specifically at harvest so you know typically the backstory on basis typically it's the lowest at harvest lowest is going to be all year at harvest and goes up from there in a 
quote unquote normal crop year or normal ish, anything not 2012. Let's put it that way. Anything's got a carry market, you know, it's typically how it goes. Basis falls the spreads uh, up and out of harvest. Well, the places that didn't have as much grain, uh, corn specifically planted this year, or harvested or anything like that, and they still have robust demand in those areas. Eastern Corn Belt's a prime example is you've had basis came into harvest high from last summer. The, the transition kept it high. Transition happened early last year. It stayed high. Get into harvest. There wasn't much harvest pressure on the basis. And that's due to various things. Weather, delaying, harvest, that keeps basis up because there's no pressure on, on space in a short amount of time to drive it down. And the fact that guys in Ohio are sitting here with bins half full coming out of harvest. So, you know, there was no reason for basis to, to back off at harvest this year in those areas. But the levels that are getting to are levels that, you know, they usually might not see until, you know, April, May, June, July. Uh, in some instances, some of these values in Indiana stuff to trade the levels that no one can remember them getting to, you know. So uh, high basis, which is uh, brings up a good question, is like we encounter a lot of folks out there, whether it's commercial sellers or farmers, whoever, and the idea is, hey, if the basis is this good right now, man, what's it going to be come springtime or next summer or anything like that? And, and that's where, you know, you gotta, you gotta really have a good understanding of basis to answer that question correctly. Yeah. And as we, Roger and I love to delve into situations and uh, zeitgeists as being what they are, this high basis has been a, a deal. And the reason it's so big, if you think about a grain elevator and, if you got a pen and pad handy, I'm going to write this little tip down. Or whiteboard. You want to buy low, sell high. Hold and, on, uh, write it down. It's, it's got me out of a few jams uh, in the past. So if you can just try to remember that little tip, uh, remember where you got it and uh, send me uh, the elevator's cut of it. And uh, But anyway, no. And what we mean by that, from an elevator standpoint, we're not talking price at all. We're talking basis, of course. And so the lowest basis of the year is typically a harvest, uh, overwhelmingly at harvest. So for an elevator, they want to buy grain at harvest at this lowest basis of the year. And, and uh, you know, in, in years, like most years, you got to carry in the market. You can carry it. You can pick up basis improvement. And that's the bread and butter margins of the grain business. And that's the reward for the physical function of a grain elevator, which is to take corn or, or beans or whatever grain at harvest when it's at the supplies at an excess and hold it until it's needed by the market throughout the year. So this is the bread and butter margins. And so when you start higher, it's not always exciting for the grain elevator merchandiser because we're not getting the ownership we wanted to have uh, at, at the elevator. So that, that's, that's the, the big point. So I wanted to go through and I'll just spout off a few different markets. I pulled up, uh, some historic basis numbers. So first, so corn in St. Louis for the past few years, uh, let's look here. So in 2015 at harvest, it got down to around 20 under, uh, dip slightly below, but, but during the harvest pressure, uh, 20 under or so is about the number. Uh, 2016, it was around 10, 15 under 2017. It got down to 40 under at one point, but let's call it 30 under for the majority of harvest. Then, uh, last year it was around 15, 20 under 
Uh, so those are your numbers. What did we say? So so 20 under, 15 under, 30 under, 20 under. Those, those have been the last four years, harvest basis numbers. And this year is about 10 under for a very short amount of time. And it has since rocketed up. So it started started higher than normal, and as elevators, as our bread and butter, you know, getting ownership during that time, it's not as good ownership as we've seen the last several years. So it's higher, like St. Louis right now, looking at the charts, higher than normal. And what we've seen, and, uh, and again, this is just spot bids, outlawed bids, you know, just this week, uh, call it a 21 over the Dece for immediate delivery is a bid into there. And so if I look back at mid-November, those past years Jason was talking about, um, 15 showed around 15 over, uh, 16 was around 10, 17 was even, and 18 would have been, call it 10 over again. So we're a solid 10 cents higher on the buy, you know, close to 5 to 10 cents higher than what the low was this year, and we're already 10 cents higher on the upside coming out. So uh, the, the theory goes that basis has a, has a, a certain amount of movement. It, it's going to move all year outside of transition from where old crop is has in the gap to new crop. It basis can do goofy stuff and it does, but for the most of the year basis is going to move at a certain range. You know, maybe St. Louis here's 35, 40 cents, just basis, not spreads, but just basis move all year. And so what we call the basis pop after harvest, which happens within 30 to 45 days, almost every corn market does this from the lows of harvest to, to its ceiling it gets to. That usually takes about that amount of time to happen. This year it's happened a lot quicker. It's happened in half the time or so. Uh, and as you go further east from St. Louis, it's it never got low. So it's it's happened all the way now. So what, what it is is you're going to have basis – coming out of harvest or even while in harvest at these levels that are high. And how does that influence people's decisions on whether to go long the basis or get sold up or short the basis, whatever it is. Yeah. I, I, I wanted to, to pull. So, so St. Louis is, it wasn't a drastic change. It's, it's a definitive difference from historical. Uh, but it's not it's not a huge swing. But but one that that was I wanted to to bring up here Blair, Nebraska. They huge amount of usage there, um, corn processing. And so what they do. Uh, so I looked the last several years. You had the, the last four years. So we had twenty under uh, for harvest basis. Twenty under, thirty under, thirty under, and twenty five thirty under. So that's that's kind of their their normal this year. At harvest, they were about even, dipped down to to ten under. Um, actually, right now, where they're still still harvesting up there, but so that there's there's been a little more more drastic of a of a change. But they had a year like this back in 2013, where at harvest they were at they only got down to about even. And that year, what happened is because people think, all right, so the basis in this market usually improves 20 ish cents plus the mm-hmm. plus whatever carries you can get uh, just historically looking at these numbers some years a little better than that but you can count on 20 that year it never it never improved it got down to, to even and it pretty much stayed there there was a there's a little bit it got to about five over in March but then it actually tanked and it it bottomed out 
uh, in March. So it's one of those things where we always say, oh, harvest is almost always a low of the year. Well, in that case, it, it was not the low of the year. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I'm not saying that their, their, uh, their basis is going to behave that way necessarily this year because I think they had a little different situation that year. But, but this is, this is the, the, the crux of it. Like you're saying is, all right, well, we started high. Normally we get to, so in, in Blair, maybe, you know, you're like a normal year where we're starting at 30 under, we can expect 10 under five under is kind of a, a good number to sell at. Well, so this year we started 20 cents higher so we can add 20 cents to that. Well, no, yeah. usually that's not the case. Right. Right. And and that's where it comes to expectations is because, you know, if basis is appreciated all, all of it up front, soon as harvest is over or right now, before it's even over some places, you know, that that's where some people get caught is like, oh, well, you know, I'll be able to make the 20 cents. I paid 20 cents too high for this stuff this year than normal. Now I'm going to wait for the sell basis to adjust too and compensate me. Well, it doesn't always happen. In a lot of ca- cases, it doesn't happen. Right. Not saying it can't. It absolutely can. But if you're looking at your long-to-basis position of corn and you're trying to make a decision going out there, I think to say that you're going to see the same basis appreciation come after harvest as we've seen already since the beginning of harvest till now is probably not prudent to have as your goal. Right. And so the traps you see that people get into this year as merchandisers is they tend to wait a little longer. I haven't got quite the number, but it'll get there. It always does, blah, blah, blah. And so now you hold it longer. Of course, that's more costs. So now you're incurring more costs. Are you keeping up with it? Well, right now, there's yes, there's carry in the corn market, but there's not a lot. Yeah. It's not it's not historically strong. It's you know March, May, six cents, and and so on. So um, May, July, six cents, and then it actually inverts after July. Right. So you could you could overstay it real easy in this market. I guess is what I'm trying to say. And, uh, and so in those markets where we've already seen a big improvement right away, that's, it's awesome if you understand it and, and sell it. Right. But it's not great if you're, if you see the big improvement, like, ha, I was right. It, it happened really fast. So it's going to keep going. Well, it doesn't just keep going, uh, all the time. Right. You know, another point on that is, is, uh, coming out of harvest, Depending on how much forward contract you had on from last spring and summer uh, for your corn, um, it's going to depend where your average buy basis is. But if you didn't have much on and you ended up buying this higher basis level at harvest, that's where people really get hung because now you have higher ownership levels than normal. You have spreads that are a little flatter than normal. But if you still got the idea that basis is going to appreciate like normal, you know, overstaying it spinning your wheels to hold this stuff for four or five, six months and be no better off. Um, and, you know, like I said, if spreads invert out there after the summer, that could get pretty bad pretty quick um, as far as your long position goes, waiting on that number. You might get to it, but it might be versus a SEP after July, SEP rolls off at an inversion or something. Yeah. You know, so. Um, but but I think that's that's the point is, you know, trying to trying to have realistic expectations and, and knowing what your your margin goal is this year and years where basis starts out higher harvest typically don't get to hit those goals. Um, you, you don't have a ch- chance to typically now, again, if you bought a bunch of stuff early on at lower basis, you, you yeah, can't. Right. Or you locked in the spreads when they were a lot wider than they are now. You, you can. But uh, all things being equal today, looking forward, 
um, the, the, the market saying you're going to sell your corn sooner this year than, than later, which kind of goes against the idea of what some people are thinking. If they think we're going to you know be short corn next summer, well, I'm going to hold it for that. Well, maybe if you're an unpriced farmer, yeah, you if, could sit out there in your bin and wait for, because cash price absolutely can come up and that's fine. Yeah. But, you know, then goes the line of thinking, well, if cash price comes up, it's going to be doing more of the heavy lifting to get grain in. Basis may not have to work as hard. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, and if, if we do have a legitimate shortage come summertime, what we're going to see is the spreads invert a lot more, and they will be more, they'll carry more penalty than any basis improvement you could get. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, maybe we'll get to a dollar over this summer, and and. I've seen it where they were right. It did get to a dollar over, but it inverted a dollar thirty before it got to a dollar over. So you you lost on that on it if you were trying to carry through it. Um, but uh, anyway, just one more quick uh, market up Northwest Iowa, uh, Sioux Center, Iowa. I got the last. This one is is really dramatic. Is why I want. So I'll just read the last four years harvest basis: thirty under, forty under, forty five, fifty under, forty under. This year, five under. So thirty five forty cents stronger than normal there, and uh, so man, just looking through here, just happened to pull up Toledo here, and it's harvest is usually in the twenty thirty under range. This year it was twenty five over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Eastern Corn Belt is tough, and those, those le- levels are going to keep the East Coast, Southeast markets truck replacement for the rail down there is going to be high all year. You know, it's just so we're in a high basis environment right now, so. Um, should be a surprise to nobody, but you know, that's some reasoning, uh, to think about going forward. Hey, Jason, before we move on to beans, we should probably take a little time here and recognize today's sponsor. Absolutely. And of course, today's sponsor is Harvest. Harvest. When accusations are flying around as much as the bees wings. Harvest. We split in this an eighth, two quarters and three eighths. Harvest. Whatever you do, don't let the sump pump pipes freeze. Harvest. That time of year when you have to defend the accuracy of your multi-thousand dollar machine against a freebie thrown in with the purchase of a used combine. Harvest. Hurry up and wait. Hey, you remember that time when we did all that work and didn't pay off very much? Harvest. Harvest. That time of year where the merchandisers... Tell farmers the day they should have sold it months ago. All right, we're going to dig into the second half here and uh, talk beans a little bit. That's not, soya beans, right? Yeah, not beans you eat, beans you, you eat in the form of meat. So I think the the big thing with, with beans, they didn't start as dramatically high when we talk historical basis numbers. They were about in range mm-hmm. in most markets, you know. Your mileage may vary as always, but most markets there were started in the uh, normal general range. However, what we have seen different this year is the basis has really appreciated pretty fast. Just in, in as of the recording of this episode, just in the last week to 10 days, if you're on a river processors, a little different story, but river bids have really perked, as they would say, recently. So, So then the question is, what do you do? Well, I think a lot of folks across the industry, elevator-wise, commercial-wise, didn't have a lot of beans on the books coming into harvest. There was, I mean, I think it was low everywhere. Everybody was focused on corn all summer, not much beans bought. Um, so the big question is, did you get beans bought on the front side of harvest and basis still low, or are you starting to buy them now that basis is coming up? 
um, because we've had this appreciation. In some markets we've seen 25 cents or better appreciation in beans already. So, you know, it's not uncommon to see bean basis pop after harvest. Usually it takes a little longer than corn. Usually it's 60 to 90 days. Um, but, but not always, you know, nothing unreasonable expected to pop between Thanksgiving and Christmas. And sometimes even a few years ago, we had it happen right at harvest. And that, I think that's what we're seeing this year, maybe different reasons driving it, but the same thing basis is coming up. Question is, Hey, if it's improved 25 cents in your area, are you selling it? And again, we're not talking going short. We're talking selling length or just staying along the basis. What do you do? So, and again, it's the same type of concept we talk about on measuring expectations as we did on the corn. If it's moved this much already and your typical market only sees 30 cents of basis appreciation all year, how does that color your expectations going forward? Yeah, we, we definitely saw some markets where it was a matter of what, what you're getting bought. And this year, I think, was a return. Last year, it went we went a bit out of normal in that folks that had to sell around fall harvest time they typically will sell beans for cash flow, right? You don't have to sell as many bushels of it uh, to get the money. But but also, I mean, uh, that's that's just how it usually beans for the last few years had been a little stronger at harvest than corn price-wise. And so guys were doing that. Last year, we actually did see a departure of that because beans were so low priced. The basis was real low, everything. They were having the trade issues. So what we saw was last year, people actually selling corn for uh, for for cash flow needs, and this year it's a return more more to the the normal. So I think we did get some ownership of beans at harvest uh, while basis was still low. But of course, what this uh, ever I, I can't I, I don't know everyone's books or any, anything, but this rocket up of basis tells me that whatever ownership people were getting, it stopped. The spigot turned off. And farmers aren't selling anymore because basis doesn't go just practically vertical in in times where farmers are still selling. So the the selling has shut off. So hopefully uh, for for those guys that were able to to get some stuff bought and you're able to re- resell it as Roger said, it's a it's a lot quicker than normal. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people will say, well, if it's again, it's that that thought of if it's this good now and normally it keeps getting better until the end of December or, or wherever it may be, or maybe I sell JFM, but I make the sale in December and it usually even gets better. That is where you could fall into a bit of a trap there. If you're waiting for that. One of the markets pulled up here is Memphis bean bid. And, you know, looking back the last few years, bean basis itself, 25, 30 cent, usually movement, um, maybe 35 Let's call it 30 is an average basis movement from harvest out to the summer. Well, so far since, since October or, or even say, yeah, yeah, you know, when basis or harvest should have been going pretty good. You know, we've already moved between October and November, say the last month, uh, we've moved something like roughly 35 cents in basis, you know, f- call it five to 10 under the Nove all the way to 20 some odd over the Jan. You figure that spread in there. That's, better than 30 cents of base of, of, of margin improvement since then, just in that time frame. So again, we've seen as much movement as Memphis beans usually has all year in a month. How does that color your perception go forward? Now it depends. If you don't have any beans owned, are you going to short that number? I don't know. 
you got carry spreads at play, and typically you don't go and pretty short. Pretty strong carry spreads. This Very year. strong carry spreads for beans. You typically don't go short. I'm not saying you can't. It depends on when you know you're going to get bought. If you got a bunch of stuff on DP that's going to be priced out by the end of the year, that's one thing. If you have nothing and it's all, you know, you don't expect to get it bought till after the first year, and with the spreads, depending on how many rolls you're going to go through, you, you may not because every roll is just going to eat away that basis value. Right. But if you're long and at probably decent levels, why, you know, then the question is, do I sell now, take the money off the table? Because a lot of, we've had a lot of these calls in the last week or two from our customers calling saying, you know, it's moved up, what's going on? But, you know, the question I turn around asking was, well, what kind of margin do you have in it right now if you sell? You know, these some of these guys, especially out east on the river, 40, 50 cents a bushel. It's like, man, you need to hang up and call your buyer and get that stuff sold. That's right. It's incredible. It, it just not, that's not, you know, an indication that I don't think base is going higher or not. I, I don't know, but I know what the margin is, and I know what basis movement in a year does, and it's not hard to put two and two together. Yeah, and here's the and the problem is with with beans being as expensive as they are, the cost of carrying them, if it, you know, borrowing the money and and holding until you sell, that can be five six cents a month, pretty easy. And then, so so hey, base is going to keep going up. Yeah, but will it, will it go up to compensate you for if you carry it for three more months? Is it going to go up fifteen to eighteen cents? Maybe well, we got a carry spread in there that. The Nove Jan's about fifteen cents or so. Um, well, and you know that that one's about to happen. So, anyways, it's just you know, like Roger said, if you make a sale now and you roll in. So, as far as getting short, if you make a sale now and then we have to roll here in a couple of weeks to January, that sale just got fifteen cents worse. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and so that's then you then you got to catch up from that and 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 on and on. So the. Short the basis thing is is definitely a little trickier with these big carry markets. But one thing I was noticing looking at a few different bean basis markets is, of course, it's the it's these river markets that are that have shot up, and which I don't know. I thought we didn't export beans anymore, but anyways, they apparently need cheap it. enough. We can okay. send it anywhere. There you go. So the basis is shot up. In river markets, and not just river markets, but the markets close enough to a river that are affected that have to compete with the river for beans, they're going to have to follow that. So you've seen some that are not technically river markets, but they've come up. Yeah, but then if happens, yeah, but, but if you if you're there are some like far enough away that aren't that haven't really spiked yet. One because maybe they're still harvesting and there's still a good flow of beans being sold, uh, but two maybe they're not really having to compete with the river at, at least not as yet, but. Uh, we should expect those markets to do the same probably uh, shortly. some point in time. And, you know, one of the case down here is just south of KC, the crusher down at Deerfield. They've they've started loft low and they've been low. You know, they're, now there's been some some pressure because freight working back to St. Louis from this side of the state will cost some of that. But it's, it's not happening right now because it's harvest and there's not enough trucks to pull it all over to St. Louis from here. So. Uh, these interior processors haven't followed suit yet, but you know, maybe they will. The key thing, you know, with beans always is the tension between export and processor, you know, between our harvest and South American harvest, you got the added political junk this year on top of it, but that thing still, that tension still exists. And, um, you know, so the old saying, you know, don't fall in love with your beans, have them sold by Valentine's day might not be a bad thing to follow again this year. Yeah, and and honestly, so corn and beans both, what we've seen is 
right now in most markets, not all, uh, depend on if you're if you're still trying to get through harvest or not. But but the ones that have have got the majority of harvest done, we've seen a, a big improvement in basis. And so I, I guess the the big thing this year to that Roger and I want to talk about is don't get too on on your high horse that this thing is just going to keep going up because I normally don't have to sell until this thing and it's going to get better from here to there. If it's it only gets so much each year and we're not saying this may be the high or, or anything, but it's really strong. If you got margin, that's solid. Like Roger was talking about 40, 50 cents. Some guys, you know, take that money while you got it is not a bad idea. And then the other thing is um, going forward, I guess right now basis is strong. So buyers, why is it strong? Cause buyers are having a tough time getting stuff bought and, their perspective, we all have just terrible recency bias, right? And their perspective is, and these guys, they maybe their own, they are recent, they have recency bias because all they have, they have, they've only been doing this a year, you know? So you may be able to get these guys to structure some sales out into the future is what I'm, what I'm thinking. So Hey, you can't un- unload it all in the next two weeks, sure, but you but you're gonna need sales on for. So hey, go ahead and mm-hmm. and make some forward sales, and you can do it with confidence. Don't think oh the you know it's just gonna keep on going up forever. This is a strong basis. If you can get those numbers versus different futures months, or even into next year, mm-hmm. if uh, if guys are so progressive to do that, um, that that is an opportunity I see for both corn and beans. Use the current strong basis number to say hey, let's go. Put yep. some sales on for other slots. Work work both ways. You know, all this obviously for the merchandiser points back to a solid origination program because if you've got the more you've got bought in going into the situation like this, the lot better off you are. Big years, big carries, big crops, low basis, those cover a multitude of sins origination wise. But in years like this, especially on corn, when if you didn't have those things in place, it is going to be tough to make normal margins this year. It may be tough for the folks that did get a lot of stuff done, just the environment we're in. Uh, but beans have opportunity to really, really pay off big for the basis trader this year. Uh, again, you just, you just got to have the proper the proper perspective going forward and expectations of what basis will and won't do. Right. Simple. Simple stuff. As I said before, and hopefully you've got it written down and posted up now, is buy low, sell high. And you, you just get, you can come out how good with those. Randy actually has that tattooed. I'm not going to say where. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up for Fall Harvest 2019 basis update. So we can officially now, if you haven't already, get your Christmas decorations out. Pump that Christmas music as loud as you can throughout your office. Find out who the the real uh, curmudgeons are. You, you can find out real fast. I know that's what I do every year. On that note... And Randy's beckoning over here. We're going to wrap it up today. So thanks for listening to The Elevator's Cut. And please subscribe. Please like. Please give us feedback. You guys have been pretty good online. I think you can do better. Come on, guys. Yeah, we got a little it. bar here, but you're, you guys are tripping over it. Let's uh, let's get some, some stuff going. And word has it, swag has been made and is en route to KC. That's right. Lots of exciting things on the horizon as we wrap up our first year. We're coming to an end as, as having a podcast. We've really enjoyed it. Hope you have too. And yeah, please 
share us with your friends and all that. Also, we hope to have an upcoming episode on just ask us anything. All topics are open and nothing's off limits uh, except for Randy's uh, habits at home. Uh, we're, we've been told we're not going to address that. Now, we may or may not address every concern that's in our way, but please send them with the idea that we might. Yeah, right now, actually, we, we just need more so that we can weed out some of those exactly. that we don't want to have to write. Yeah, yeah. No. Uh, anyways, yes, please, please, uh, please go. We, we actually have gotten quite a few, and, and we really appreciate you for uh, for doing that. So please do that and listen to us uh, as, as we keep releasing these things i think we're we've gotten clearance to to keep keep going uh so and it's because stop yet it's because you guys listen and and uh and we appreciate it we really do so thanks reach out to us hopefully we'll send some swag your way soon uh and roger is going to be at the country elevator council he's going to have elevators cut booth at the Country Elevator Council in GFA. Is that right? I, Am I, I saying I, that wrong? I, I, yeah. Yes, you are. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I will be in another booth with some tech stuff. Oh, okay. I see now. But, but I will anyway. be signing autographs. There we are. He'll sign your podcast for you. That's right. Bring your podcast. It will get signed. In. Perfect. All right. So thanks a lot for listening again. Uh, so for Roger, I'm Jason. For Jason, I'm Roger. Thanks for listening to The Elevator's Cut. Out. Out.